of this, man. Uh, hey guys, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the first pilot episode of A Wolf in Geek's Clothing, hosted by yours truly, Wolfson. And with me is my special guest, the one and only Mike Phoenix Yu-Gi-Oh! Let's go! <laughs> audience will finally get you know a face to the name finally bro i've been promoting your shit for quite some time man and nobody know. knows who the fuck you are i had to tell everybody's like hey it's this guy this is the guy you know yeah appreciate you promoting me you know that no. means a lot well, no of course thank you for the support as always man you always mm -hmm. been a, a fan of the show you always you know supporting me and all this so obviously i if i if there's somebody that i want have on my show to be a special guest it's definitely you you know thank you. So there's a, quite a few out there that you know I'm looking forward to have a sit down with you guys and, and come over to the show. But yeah, I'm happy that you are like the number one, the first one to come in, especially on this new show that I'm doing yeah. right now, the pilot episode, man. So yeah, thank you for coming over, bro. And thank you no for problem. always supporting uh, on my on my shows and whatnot, man. Absolutely. I mean, you make good content. Why wouldn't I support? Absolutely. <laughs> um, before we get started with this amazing um, pilot episode for this show, and so happy that we just started off, um, we got a few topics to talk about. We yep. definitely do. Um, we're definitely going to discuss about Yu-Gi-Oh! What went down yesterday and our predictions as what's happening um, in the future with the with the core set and the format. We're also going to talk about uh, One Piece for a little bit, just a tiny little bit. Our Pokemon DLC review, what we what were thoughts about it, and as well, the Call of Duty trailer and what we're expecting overall. That's yeah. basically where we're having this discussion as, as the first pilot. But we, like I said, before we get started with this, um, let's give ourselves like a little background check of, about us. So people who are the first time watching this, you know, because I already did episode zero, but yeah. like episode zero, it's zero. Like mm -hmm. nobody gives a shit about that one. Eh, only it's only the pilot episode that people are wondering, who are these people and who are coming over? Who are why am I listening to you guys? So, yeah. So if anything, you want to start first or you want me to start? You can start. I don't know how you do that. Dog. <laughs> 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 That's fine. Um, so like I said, guys, if you guys listening to my previous channel at youtube.com slash the lone wolf podcast, and if you're listening to the wolf pack, you guys know that I've been preaching about this new channel that I just created just recently, you know, like in a span of two weeks and one night. And I said to myself, if I got the resources for it, let's just start it, you know. So I decided to make this on channel. Obviously, it's catered to niche audience. It's yeah. all about people who are enjoying pop culture and geek related stuff you know mm -hmm. the geeky nerdy stuff all right it's the best explanation that we can give it to you guys you know i'm myself a geek and nerd my whole life and i'm you as well you yeah. know especially if we both play Yu-Gi-Oh yeah, and pokemon yeah. like no slim speaking in there you know doesn't tell you anything more and if you're watching on my shirt right now i'm wearing yeah. the ochiha uh, shirt so you know i'm a, Nar a big naruto fan i mean um, i'm wearing spy fox which I don't even know if people know that. It's an old classic game. See, that, that, that alone already yeah. tells you how far are we with our knowledge, you know? Yeah. Um, but this podcast is basically catered for you guys. You know, anybody who's like into that stuff and you guys are wondering like, mm, I just want to sit down and listen to some geek stuff related content, you know, like what are thoughts about the recent movies and TV shows that we're watching, even the animes that we're watching, if we have any knowledge to it, um, video games, the mangas and comic books that we're reading, TCG that we both currently are active about it. Yeah. And a lot more. Like, we were probably like, if if we have even have the time, do we swim by to a super con or a comic con or something like that? We could mm -hmm. give our experience about it and, and have people over talk about that stuff. You know, that's the whole premise of the show we're just here talking and geeking ourselves out basically yeah. 
Absolutely. There's not there's not much to it. Um, if you guys are wondering, like, oh, what's your background? What do you know? It's like, well, I mean, my first anime oof, is I think if you consider first first anime as I grew up watching, I think it has to be Gundam. Gundam? Okay. Yeah. Like I think I think it's when Toonami came about. Yeah. Like I think 90s anime was like my first my big introduction. That's why I found out. Gundam Wing, and from the Gundam Wing, I found out the whole entire Gundam universe alone. And I'm a huge mega fan. I'm a huge Gundam fan. You can talk me about Gundams. We can go all about it. Um, and then afterwards, I found Dragon Ball Z early in the morning, and surprisingly, I found Sailor Moon as well. Sailor Moon I, around the same time as Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. It's not that I, that I enjoy Sailor Moon, but it's like okay, if I want to watch a Dragon Ball Z episode, I have to watch first Sailor Moon and then Dragon Ball Z. Weird. I don't know. that's how my childhood so those were like my first anime shows I can think of and then been playing video games since the Sega Genesis that's like Jesus like when Sonic uh, the first Sonic the Hedgehog Mm -hmm. game that's my first game and yeah and and then obviously Pokemon came about and that was a a boom itself so I've been playing Pokemon since the original red and blue version back in the 98 Mm -hmm. when it was released so yeah guys and, and even to this day I still play Pokemon and I still play Yu-Gi-Oh. So yeah. yeah, that's like a little bit brief of my little geekiness and how I know something, certain things and whatnot. Not that big of a comic book guy, but I can defend myself and know some certain origins of certain stories. So when I see mm-hmm. it in the movies, I, I, I get that first perspective. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is a cool story. And then when I read about it from other people saying, oh yeah, it's closer to the comic books from this issue. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. And then Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. That's pretty. That's pretty much uh, about it. And then, yeah, as you guys know, my favorite, you know, show is Naruto. Like my number one, my favorite character is Itachi Uchiha, and I even have his tattoo right here. So definitely a fan. Definitely a fan. <laughs> Big fan. So yeah, that's my little background, my you know history of what I know about this stuff and stuff, and why you guys should believe I am. Just yeah. because I make music doesn't make me like, oh, I don't know any of it. That oh, you just got into the pop culture. Just like I know. I've been a classic geek my whole life. Well, it's just right to now. To be fair, a lot of hip-hop is now talking about anime and their, you know, bars and lyrics. So it's, it's becoming big. Dude, not, not, not only just hip-hop, have you noticed some of the, uh, like, uh, MMA fighters? Yeah. Like, is, is he the airbender? Like, is he, he, he quoted himself the airbender <laughs> because he loved uh, the last uh, Avatar, the last airbender. And then there were times in his fights when he wins, he quotes... Naruto's Rasengan. So he goes like, yeah. it goes like this. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, like it, it has infiltrated in other mainstream medias and whatnot, which is actually pretty good because back in the, back in our days, we were bullied about it. We was, <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah. Like we were like, ha, you like, you like cartoons. Ha, you like the waifu, blah, blah, blah. blah. You play Pokemon. Aren't you too old to play Pokemon? Blah, 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 blah. That, that's, that was not my childhood. I don't yeah, know about no, yours, but no, that was same, same. that was my. I get bullied all the time, so most of the time we become closet, you know, geeks because we don't want anybody to know that. Yeah, we kind of like this stuff. Oh no, no, we love this stuff. We just don't want to tell the whole world we do. You know, I, don't, I would tell the whole world. I don't care. I like what I like. If you if you want to be my friend or not, because I mm. like anime or not or whatever, it's like I, I don't care. Like that's a, that's my personality. Like I like what I like. If you want to enjoy it with me, awesome. If you don't like. 
See, that's okay too. That's the attitude that that recently, as I become an adult, like ten years ago, when I be when I actually became an adult in my in my early twenties, that's the attitude that I came into this world. I said, mm-hmm. like, like screw it. Like if you got if you have if you don't like me because. I'm playing Yu-Gi-Oh! I play Pokemon or I'm watching uh, a, even a cartoon, a Captain Marvel or you're yeah. watching a cartoon network show. You don't like me or it's like you got some prejudice about it, then you shouldn't be near me. Like, yeah. you know what? Do, do yourself a favor. Unfriend me. Unfollow <laughs> yeah. me or don't talk to me. Yeah. Basically, like, what did I care? Like, you're not contributing anything in my life for me to care of your opinion. Yeah. Or, or at all. But yeah, I, it was just recently that I like in a sense, I came out of the shell and they say, like, all right, I'm the, I'm like this. And if anybody accept me for who I am and what I do and what I like, then we're all Gucci. Yeah. Otherwise, if you're if you're like giving me prejudice or judging me because of what my likes, then sayonara, sucker. I mean, I agree. Yeah, I guess for my credentials, um, credentials, like, no, we have to, <laughs> I had to like prove myself that I'm, but it's <laughs> um, first anime, I remember being a little kid. Not only what anime was, but watching um, Dragon Ball, the original. With Kid oh, Goku, Kid Goku. Kid okay. Kirin. And again, I I was too young to even know like this is like Japanese animation versus like this is like American cartoon. I was just right. like I like this. Um, and I, I still like Dragon Ball over Dragon Ball Z. I know some people will probably flame me for that, but that's just what I like. Um, for comics, I collected comics when I was younger. I mm-hmm. I had um, this sound weird and like off base, but I had the Bionicle comics. They were the Bionicle by- Lego, the yes. Lego ones. They they they, oh. had a, they had a DC like comic. Nani? Really? That wait, the Bionicle comics were part of DC. Nani? They were published by DC. They're not part. I don't think they're part of the DC universe. But they, but they were DC, published, yeah. Oh, and I, and I used to collect oh. that. But I, again, I was like five, six, seven, so I didn't know about taking care of your comics, putting them in like the. The sleeve. <laughs> I, was just like, just, I mean, I was enjoying them. You know, like, I would read them. Oh my god, it's kind of cool. Kind of like how we we treated our Pokemon cards earlier. Oh, yeah. This like Yu-Gi-Oh we just cards. put it in our pocket with our rubber band and whatnot, not knowing that ten year, twenty years later it was gonna worth double what we yeah. pay. I still have like um first edition Blue Eyes White Dragon with like the giant like scar because I put that in my pocket. And uh, I took it out of my pocket once. I was just like, pulled it. I was like, I was like upset when I was a kid. I was like, oh my God, my blitz got pulled it. But now I'm just like, that was first edition. Yeah. And if I kept it, man. But again, it's like, I had fun playing it, bringing it to school. So like I had fun, but now it's just like looking at it. It's like, oh man. Like, but again, like I, don't, I didn't have anyone in my family or anything to teach me like, oh, you're supposed to sleep your cards and blah, blah, blah. I don't think, yeah. I don't think if when we were growing up, I don't think there was anybody that was into it other than ourselves. Ourself, like if, if yeah. you think about it, even your family members or anybody who's older than you, it, it, it was never a thing for them. It was, this was something for us. So unless there was an adult that tells us like, hey, you got to take care of it. We didn't know any better. We well, just put our cards in our pockets or, or our wallets. And you know how mm-hmm. after, after school or recess time, we're yeah. like playing and, and we're all sweating or not. And then you see all the borders all like wet and everything's. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that that's my comics. First comic introduction was definitely like Bionicle. Wow. DC, which is weird because I know like, I mean, I knew Batman from the show and stuff. Yeah, but I, that's how Batman, I know Batman from yeah. the show. Marvel, never really got into Marvel. I mm. mean, I knew the superheroes. I did see this, you know, when I was a kid, again, the uh, Tobey Maguire movies. Right. So like I knew who Spider-Man was, stuff like that. Um, for gaming, you replacing Genesis, that's that's crazy. I started Game Boy Advance. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Thank you for letting everyone know how old I am. Shit. 
<laughs> I was listening. I think my first console was actually um the GameCube. I remember like one wow. Christmas, my, my dad bought me the um the Mario Kart Double Dash bundle. It came with two controllers. Yo, that was my first console. Mario Kart Double Dash with the gray GameCube, two controllers, and I remember like trying to get my friends to come over and stuff because that was my first console. Right, and it was like already like multiplayer and stuff, so it was really cool. Yeah, so I guess that's my credentials. Like. <laughs> Pretty good. Damn, you took me down to memory lane. And and that's funny because the, um, out of all the Nintendos, I played the original NES and the Super NES because my cousins were older than me. And mm -hmm. whenever I come to their place or our grandma's place, I get to play them. Yep. So I never owned them. But, you know, my own first console was the Sega Genesis. And Sonic was always like my number one game overall. And then what was after the, the Sega Genesis? It was like a... Saturn? The Saturn, oof, my that was a failure. <laughs> that was a failure. Golly, um, no, I think my after after the after Sega, as the years got, I get older. The next console I had was the the Game Boy Pocket with Pokemon in it, and okay. then it was that Game Boy Pocket, and then years later, like not too long, it was the N sixty four, and then later I just um. I got all the consoles, but never got the the GameCube. I, GameCube was probably the one console I skipped. Every other console you I got, you dinner. skipped a good console, bro. Everybody tells me the same thing. You skipped a good. Console. Everybody tells me the same thing, but in my logic, I say, "Well, here's the thing: we have a Wii. I can play GameCube in the Wii." So it's like that's true. Any games you uh, you recommend? Resident Evil Four and uh, the Super Mario Sunshine and stuff. All right, I just play in the Wii. Like I have the ability to do it. So, did I did I really miss something or like? I mean, I, I feel like you miss like playing it as it, it's popular and being able to discuss it with people. Right. Like you played it and then after the fact. So it's like when because we came out years after the GameCube. Right? Yeah, so yeah, it's like yeah. I yeah. played like Sunshine Day One. Right. Beat it. You're coming out like five, six years later. It's like, oh my god, I love Sunshine. It's like I loved it too, but yeah. I, can't, I can't remember everything you're going through right now. <laughs> right. You're talking about all the bosses and stuff. And it's like I remember, barely, right? But <laughs> I think there's a, a cool thing of like having everyone talking about it at the same time versus like a retrospective. I think I, I think that at the time when the GameCube was around in my age, it was uh, I was already in junior high around that time, probably when they came about. So. What really, what the talk, real talk was uh, throughout my childhood, the real talk was, you know, N64. <laughs> like, everybody, like, I, I, I had to borrow books from friends of mine mm -hmm. so I can pass certain games because I couldn't do it by myself. Like, yeah. No but before, before the internet, well, the internet was alive. It's just there wasn't access that we have. Like, we didn't have the walkthroughs. Like, if you go to YouTube, you say, damn, I can't pass this Resident Evil level. YouTube.com slash um search how do I beat this boss? Like yeah. hundreds of thousands of videos. Uh, how do you beat that boss? And even walkthroughs. And you just go, okay, this is how they do it. All right, I'm gonna do yeah. it. No, back then it was all about skills, literally. Yeah, yeah. And reading a book. If you have the book, then you can actually, oh, okay. So what is it? Read what it says. Okay, I gotta do that. I definitely think like Easter eggs and stuff like that was definitely more valuable back then. Yeah. Um, anyone that played Pokemon knows. Sapphire and Ruby had the Mirage Tower. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that wasn't on the internet. No. Something like I just like went randomly on the ocean. I remember finding it and then trying telling my friends, like, yo, I found like this like random island. And then I was like, the, the, the Pokemon came up and you're like, what the hell is this? Yeah. 
I remember that. Like trying, like I saved there and I showed my friends, like, look, there's this tower. I don't know how I got here. But something like that, modern days, like day one is free on YouTube. Someone's like, how do I get, you know, Rayquaza or whatever. And, and it's funny because now there's certain YouTube uh, content creators get the like day zero pass. Like they mm -hmm. like they get the game first before the general public gets it. Yeah. So once they play it, they can actually record it and do the walkthroughs through the yeah through the game. And then when I, then like you say, as soon as somebody gets the game, I'm like, fuck, how would I do this? If there's already somebody like a day before the game was released already posted, posted like, yeah. the walkthrough. So it's yeah. Hey, who knows? We can do that. Why not? What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, just give us the day zero pass. Hey, yeah. we'll yeah. we'll be happy to promote your game. Absolutely. <laughs> A <laughs> yeah, disclaimer if it's good. If it's good, you know. I mean, why not? You serious? Um, but yeah, it's it's been a while while ride in our childhoods, you know. Definitely. And and, and I think uh, like when Yu-Gi-Oh came about, I was already in junior high. That was that I was already eighth grade turning to no wait seventh grade. I was already seventh grade to turning to eighth grade, and then eighth grade to ninth grade. It was like around oh four, yeah, because I graduated. Oh eight, yeah. Oh four, I was I was in eighth grade. That's when I got into. By the time I got into Yu Gi Oh, we were over in the fourth corset, the Pharaoh Servant. Okay. So that's when I got into Yu Gi Oh. I was a little bit late, like four corsets later. But again, I didn't know anything about it. I just got, I picked it up, watched the anime, and I say every Saturday, let's go. Yeah. Um, for me, I was in second grade. Holy. Crap. <laughs> Sorry to expose you like that. Emotional damn yeah, I was in second damn. grade. Um, I remember my older sister would like um watch it with me every Saturday. Yeah. So we watched the anime and then like she was the one that like, went out and bought me cards and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um it was first like the starter decks, and then I think around Christmas they bought me a couple of the tins, like the Joey tin, Yugi tin, wow. tin. So yeah, and again, I wish I knew like to keep that stuff like <laughs> better. Uh, I wish I wish we knew better um not just not just like keeping our cards you know safe but also i wish we knew better about the value of certain cards like whether we should buy a corset or just buy yeah. the singles at, at that time we were kids like we didn't know any better but it, i mean i didn't have any money money to buy either so it was no. just whatever people gifted me you know i took was happy and grateful bro i remember do you remember um dmok dark magician of chaos yeah so the original printing when i was playing it um it was like $80 for one single card. Like, obviously, it's kind of, it's not that crazy when you look at the card and it's level. But back in that those days, like where we consider go format, that card was pretty nuts. And it was 80 And then obviously, Chaos Emperor, which is like the most broken card. Like everybody had free copies of Chaos Emperor. That's $300 for a playset. Yeah. Everybody was literally playing the the deck, and everybody's like just nuking the entire board and lose life points. And it's like, well, top deck and see see yeah. what we can do. I mean, the card is so expensive like that. Just a play set of thrust, it's three hundred, right? <laughs> so the game hasn't really changed per se. But it, I think like what damaged the values when it became reprints, mm -hmm. which is good for the casual players like us or mm -hmm. the semi competitive players like us, that we can just like get the car. And it doesn't it doesn't cost us an arm and a leg. Now everything it costs us an arm and a leg. Yeah, definitely. At least with Yu-Gi-Oh, I don't know about the other card games, but mm. to me, it's like there's like a you pay a premium to play the better cards first, is what's happening, right? It's like the cashier friend here, right? When it came out, it was 60 bucks. Yeah. You had to pay like 180 for your play set. But that was like just alone could win you games. 
Yeah. And so you played the 180 to get to play it six or almost like a, what was it? A whole year early, right? The whole it, year. It was Darkwing Blast. It was like the last set for 2023. Yeah, it was like around October-ish yeah. when it got released. And the tints, we just got around September. September, yeah. So you got to play 11 months early. So that's the price yeah. to like play good cards early. Or um, or getting on or getting on the booster by just like, oh my God, lucky yeah. you. You just pulled the, the most premium yeah. card ever, you know? I mean, like, I, I pulled my Thrust. So <laughs> I pulled my Thrust. I sold them and then I bought them back again. I pull all my fan rears. I pull four fan rears, and I sold I, one I, of them. I could not pull any. I was I was crying. Um, I even pulled two Lobelians. You're you're crazy, bro. <laughs> what you're telling me? I'm crazy. You're the one who pulls Starlights and Collectors rares. Yeah. Like, what are we talking about? I, I I wish I could pull a star. If I pull a Starlight out of any corset, I'm telling you right now, that's the last time I will buy a, a booster set. And I'm and I don't even think if I'm gonna. If I pull a starlight, I don't know if I'm gonna sell it. I'll be I'll, I'll be happy to sell it, but I don't think I'm gonna sell it because it's it's the confirmation like this is my starlight. This <laughs> is my one, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna buy any more boosters. It's just sneak peeks, a few singles here and there. That's it. No boosters. Not no gonna boosters. spend hundreds of dollars on boosters. Like no, that's it. I already did it. That's my goal right now. I already pull collectors rare, that ultimate rare. Oh yeah, ultimate ultimates. I always pull for some reason. Um. Quarter centuries. I don't know if I'm gonna pull it in the next couple of core sets. We'll see. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got one coming this Friday. I mean, yeah, this Sat weekend. This so Saturday, yeah. Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. And I always pull any rarity, but n never the quarter or the star. Like I don't consider the quarters like we had in the tins. Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah, I pulled them no, because it's easy to pull them. It's a promo. It's a promo. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, do you really consider that as a like ah uh, like no. It has to be either this set, the next corset, and the last corset that I have to say, like, I pulled a quarter. Other than that, now I'm just like, whatever. But yeah, there's the new corset that's coming this Saturday, Age of Overload. That's official release is next week. It's like the 20th, right? Like the 21st or something like that. Where we're having a sneak yeah, peek. The we're having a sneak peek this Saturday. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about that course? Because I got a few things going in my head, but I want I'm it, interested I in mean, yours. I mean, it's a meta changer. I feel the last set was Nexus. Yeah. What like people were hyping up Revolution Synchron. Nothing happened with it, to be honest. I think And um, that's like the most expensive card in that set. That's how bad that's other, how bad. Other than the Chase, like uh magician card, that's a quarter century. And the oh yeah, and the Unchained cards, the Unchained, Yama. Yeah. I pulled a Yama. I don't even play on chain, but I do. <laughs> I pull I I pull free Yamas. Oh, so you're good, yeah. That's why that's why when I told you, like, bro, I swear to God, like I didn't even spend money on getting the unchained cards because mm -hmm. I remember when they announced first the unchained cards on, on the OCG, and I immediately got all the cards, like in the lowest rarity. And even prison, like prison, I remember was like five bucks per per card. Now it's like thirty, forty dollars per card. So that was like, that's why I told you it's like um, I think I'm just gonna play on chain for a Unchained, bit. I'll yeah. be a meta sheep for a while. Why not? Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'm I'm agreement. having fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was playing Cash Tira for since it came out, even before it became. Bro, like, was, you you I stood with Cash Tira. You are a real G because you stick with that deck for an entire year, even after ban list after ban list, and they still you still kept the consistency behind it until they finally murk um, a Rysar. Because in my opinion, 
they should have they should have never banned him. That they, they should have limit Fenrir like they did in Master Duel. Like mm -hmm. like two unicorns. All right, because that's the spell searcher. Yeah, Fenrir's at free, like still at free. I feel like I don't want it to get banned, but I can admit it's a broken card. Like and it's and it's a card that you can splash on in any freaking deck. Like any, it doesn't have to be corresponding with the deck. No, it's a free special summon mm -hmm. and it's a free removal. And you can search itself again. Yeah. Like it's broken. So I thought it was going to give him the Pancrochots um, uh, treatment. Like mm -hmm. Pancrochots is at one and it still is at one, right? Yeah. So that's one. Yep. Yeah. I thought they were just going to limit Fenrir and call it a day. It's like, all right, yeah, we just limit Fenrir semi on this card and then semi on, on Theosis or the Wraith Swap. Did they touch the spells? Nope. Oh, so it's just those two. They could have at least done something. And they already had a Rise Star limit to one. Yeah. The biggest problem with with deck with that deck was that you have free. So if they remove one, oh, it's okay. I got another one. Mm -hmm. And I got another one. So we're removing those two aspects and you only get one. I felt like the deck itself was fair. I didn't see... I, I agree because people were running Kaijus. Like, yeah. Uh, you know Nick, Nick Chung? Yeah. Yeah, I was going against him. Got any place tears, right? So I got everything against him. And he's like, Kaiju, you're a rise heart. And I was like, okay. And then he just went full tier combo. And I was like, I, I can't do anything against T Lament. Um, but I think our Frenier mm -hmm. is like that's gonna be like our maxi in TCT. Interesting. OCG, Lab OCG yeah, gets maxi. We're gonna get Fenrir. Interesting. I didn't I didn't look at it at that perspective. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, because they have Fenrir ban. Yeah. And they they don't have a Rice Heart, or do they? They do. Rice Heart's at three. But it's like, how do you summon it, right? Like, like summoning three level sevens is hard. But they still have Shangri-Ra, right? Mm, they don't have Mindhacker either, right? I think Mindhacker is banned in OCG. That's... Okay, yeah. So, like, if you want to do this, you're going to play what? Like, con like instant contact? And mm. you can't even play Astro Kari because a Rice Heart's not a number card. Yeah, you'll have to have like a number card, like Big Guy or or Harmonizer or even the, yeah, or yeah, even so, that Mind Hacker, which was a number. Yeah, yeah that so, was the combo. So I think it's like you're gonna do like summon like Unicorn, then Psy Beast, and then mm. hope you get instant contact. Then you can get a Rice It's just not. It's too janky. It's, yeah, it's too. It's 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 a lot just to get it out. Mm -hmm. it's like you have to pull everything just to get that card out. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the other way is like just get Shangri-Ra and then Rice Heart, Rice Heart Effect, and then you can Shangri-Ra Effect goes off, and then you can slap a Rice on on top of Rice Heart. Yeah, that's I guess that's one way to do it. But yeah, like I, yeah, there's just a lot. I guess I mean there's a there's a lot of difference in the OCG and the and TCG. I'm one of those people. We should have Matsy, y'all. Um, I I'm that degenerate. I welcome chaos for the most of it. Tier limits. Has had to be the one archetype that I'm strongly against, even to this day, because um, it's still broken. Even after we, even after Kikalos's ban, even after hit how many all limit to one except for Reinhardt, like the yeah. the Shizu cards and the all the other tiers yeah. are limit to one, and you only have like tier cash and Reinhardt at free. Like even after that, tier still doing things. Mm -hmm. Like that is probably the one archetype that I do not welcome it as part of chaos. Like I I like chaos. I'm okay if we got Maxi. I play Maxi on Master Duel. Like, because the thing with Maxi is like, 
oh, you're maxing me next turn. I'm gonna maxi you. You know, so it's like it's it's a back and forth. You know, like but that isn't that what we call strategy? Is yeah. like like okay, you maxi or when you that's why that's why we got certain cars like Ash, Cole, and Crossout. Yeah, maxi alone, you can do like a four chain combo. Like, yeah, maxi Ash, call by. Crossout designator. Like I've done like that gone that far in Master Duel. Like going back and forth. Right. So it's like people will say, like, there's no interaction. I'm like, we just had a chain four off of Max. But tier, I don't know if you've seen um like unofficial tournaments that they like unban everything. Right. And Tier Element was like the winner mm-hmm. and it didn't run Pot Agree. Because Pot Agree was a brick in tier. Really? The deck that won was the only tier list that didn't run Pot Agree. I thought that will like you want to see your half nif. You want to see your tier so you can activate from your hand. They want to mill more. So they prefer grass is greener than anything. Yeah. And and so like I was joking around saying, like, now we can make pot agree legal. Cause if you have a deck that power creeps pot agreed, why can't the weaker decks have pot agree? Obviously, that's never gonna become unbanned. Like pot agreed is gonna be banned forever. I understand why. But I was just joking around saying, like, yo, the top deck I mean, can't use pot agreed. <laughs> All the other decks could have it now. That's that's wild. how and and um they were playing Shockmaster. Because you know how like they're playing like Abyss Dweller? Nah, yeah, nah, Shockmaster. Shock <laughs> yeah. No, that that's ridiculous. See, do you see what I mean? Like, I don't mind having a certain type of debts that 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 are like OP or as long as like the whole game set itself is fair enough. Like mm-hmm. I've yes, you see Cashier up top a lot of times because of a right star. You see them going above and beyond, but if you look at just cashier and look at the other decks, you notice that there are more than other different decks than just cashier. It's not it's not like how it was in Rimmer internal format when it was just Orcus, Thunder Dragon, Salads, mm-hmm. and Sky Striker. Those are like the four decks that's always represented. No matter what, it doesn't change anything. Like road decks, forget about tier two, mm-hmm. forget about it. no. It's always those four. Yeah, that's how I felt like with this new format. It was like, all right, it makes sense. Like everything's fair. Everything's fair play. Like shit. I remember, like I that was telling you, dude. Bank was so topped. Yeah, like that, that deck is not even considered tier one. It's a tier two at most, at mm-hmm. most. And I love that deck playing, and it. it's a good mid range deck. It's a good control deck. However, depending on what variant you're playing it, and it's fun to play it, and has a couple interruptions. And if you play it correctly. Nah, you got the game. And nobody knew how to play that game. And that, imagine, that deck alone gets you a top. Manadium, that it's so easy and it's so easy to stop, mm-hmm. it gets top as well. So you see yep. a bunch of other decks getting top easily and be like, all right, this is fair play. With tier around, like, bro, you see the whole bracket itself was just all tiers yep. and then just little bits of Sprite or Cash or whatever other decks. It was any deck that could play shifter that's about it right it was like tier deck or a shifter deck not they didn't matter with shifter deck. again blue blue had yeah. a blue was topping or competing yeah. against tier because it's like activate shifter do my entire blue board it's like oh you, you nothing in your graveyard next turn attack and win um but yeah this i think tier is one of the worst worst decks and mm-hmm. this might be controversial or whatever but why i uh i always say that like Tier zero formats are not skillful. No, I, I, nah. I all the I pro players can say that, but to I me, agree. it's like you're just memorizing six, like sixty cards, right? You're memorizing the forty main deck cards and then memorizing the fifteen 
from the extra, extra deck. deck and then 15 from the side, side. So, yeah. so 70 70 um if i can do math correctly <laughs> even though i have a math degree i mean um, you <laughs> we both do and yeah. yet we don't know how to read um, but to me it's more skillful when you go up against a deck you never played before yeah and game one you're learning what the cards do game two now you have to make up a counter against your opponent game three it's like the, the opposite right yeah it's the opposite because it's like I'm... you're gaining skills i think it's skillful to like view how your opponent's playing what their cards do and then making up a strategy up front mm-hmm. when it's tier zero you're not making up like strategies on the fly you're just memorizing the strategies right like oh like there's a tier name in the their graveyard let me shuffle it back right that's just a like that's not like a skill that's just something you have to do and, you have to do when yeah. it when they gonna go off oh when they activate halfness or merly or whatnot. I act. I have to activate this, this automatically. Yeah. And and then that's how the duel is for the two days at the YCS. It's just oh, you got to shuffle because like again, I was playing Pearly yesterday. And yeah, we gotta talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> we enough. need to talk We're, about. We gotta uh, Overlord and yeah. then we go into that. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. I'm like, are we like ranting about tier one worst <laughs> deck ever? But like yesterday, I had like the shuffler in in the graveyard, right? And it's like. I had no reason to shuffle against certain players. Right. So it's like, now I've changed my strategy. I have to take out the shufflers because they're useless and me put in like a better hand trap or, mm-hmm. or something else. So it's like, to me, that strategy. To me, just because, again, I, I can't remember the 10K unique cards in the game. It's impossible. But like me, like losing to you first game and learning like your deck, making a strategy to come back. Or maybe you go first I and I still beat you somehow, but I'm still learning like, okay, like, like, if I'm going against, like, I don't know, Rika, right? Say, oh, yeah. that's what your Rika card does. Okay, now I, I know what to do. Yeah, what to do. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, to me, tier zero formats are not skillful as much as pro players want to say it is. And that's why they love it. Because it's like, it's not because it's skillful. You just have to remember, like I said, 70 cards. And, and yeah. that's it. Like, you're playing, you're playing like, um, like a rotation, right? You know how they have, like, oh, we have to do, like, rotation of cards. Like, oh, you're, everyone's playing tiers. And that's why, like, going to um, regionals or YCSs, if you bring, like, a janky deck, people, like, Pro players cry. Like, yeah, oh my because- god, I lost a and I and I've seen it. I've seen. Oh like, my god, if I got stories about that. Yeah, I've seen like pro players on Twitter cry because they lost to heroes. You know, and, I'm, and it's like I, I thought you you know how to play, play here. I thought yeah. you're a pro player. How, yeah, like you, if you're a pro player, you should know how these cards work. Yeah, like, it should it shouldn't be hard for you to. Yeah, we're like I mean maybe the matchup is hard for them to win, but it's just like they go and rant that it's like oh my god someone's playing heroes in 2023 and it's like bro or or like. Well, I lost a right. heroes in a tier format. Like, yeah, you lo- you lost a dark law. Like, yeah, it's, but it's, but they're crying because they didn't. You know, their record got messed up because someone else is there having fun with their deck that they want. You know, and it's like, yeah, you just want a rotation. Yeah, and you just not a rotation, right? It's an eternal format. Game, exactly. So. Yeah, and and I and I I agree with that. With some of these pro players, I, you know, complaining about like, oh, I lost to this. Like, I lost to this stupid card. I was like. I mean, you're playing a what a tier zero deck. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have any issues, right? You're yeah. the pro player and all this. I'm just having fun. My concept of uh, playing Yu-Gi-Oh itself has always been just go have fun, man. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not trying to be a pro player. I'm not trying to be like the number one. Maybe to have that bragging right to say, yeah. "Hey, I top a I regional. Top, yeah. I or I top the local. I'm number one in the local or something." Or bragging rights. Sure, that's fine. Not gonna dedicate my whole life and every day basis to to play certain debts and pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars so I can get the best cards. And something that I keep telling everybody, um, you can literally have 
the the same deck list as a pro player, and you're not gonna top. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because you need to have that skills, and that's one of the things I hate about tier element uh, format. It was no skills whatsoever. Anybody can top mm -hmm. anybody. And when I see, and obviously the pro players for them is good because it's easier for them to rise up to the rise up and climb up to the top uh, to letters. Mm -hmm. It's easier for them to go into these um, YCSs and worlds and championships because all they got to do is just play a, autopilot a freaking deck that they just yep. have to memorize. And like you said, whenever they go against somebody, they they don't know what they're playing. They're like, oh, what the hell is this? Yeah, of course, because you already pilot yourself automatically how to do all these strategies. You didn't yeah. prepare of what may actually come. And that's why I feel like janky decks came top very easily. Because mm -hmm. that's how I easily got to um, one of the regionals. When Vanquish Show came about, I almost stopped. If it wasn't for two losses, I almost stopped. That was probably the, the best performance I had. And it's because... Nobody knew what my deck does. Yeah. Nobody knew. Everybody was already like, let's see. I don't remember if it was like the last days of tier. No, it wasn't tier. It was just the beginning of a cash. Yeah. Yeah. So that regional alone, I almost thought it wasn't for two losses, man. And and I and I got in one of the losses, I had to call a head judge for that because mm -hmm. that was just like that's some bull. But like I said, I face pro players. Yeah. And they were like, what does this card do? What does mm -hmm. this card do? It's like, yeah, this card does this, this, and that. That was the that's the advantage. And every time I go to a regional, I always try to tend to go to the most janky deck that people don't know how to play. If you know how to play, if you know how to pilot it and you know what to counter, then yeah. And and these tier zero formats, you like your entire side deck has to be counters of this deck. Mm -hmm. So obviously, you how are you gonna get yourself prepared if you face a jank deck? Yeah, absolutely. Um, for t for doing tier format, I was playing S Force. Wow! And, and uh, everyone, and people don't wow. know that's just like a meme deck. Um, literally. But, but, <laughs> but guess what? It was a shifter deck, right? It, yeah. It activate shifter, you could win. But also like um, S Force Gravitino. When a column, a monster team column, leaves the field, right? It gets banned. It gets banished. It's like dark law. So people are just like putting stuff from my S Forces, and you're like. Hmm. And then it, like they they try fusion away or something. And it's just like it's banished. It's banished. It doesn't go to graveyard. Then they're like, oh okay. And then they lose to that because I'm like, well, I got all my beat sticks. Yeah. And uh, let's go. <laughs> um. But yeah. So going back to Age of Overlord, Overlord, I guess segment from tier was the Horus cards. Mm, I feel like Horus is gonna be like another like Kashira Femrir. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's like a good engine. Like it's gonna be splashable anything. Like I'm already seeing. Tear Horus. Tear Horus. I'm already seeing that. I was like, why? Like, why? Like, why? I thought we killed tier elements, but no, a lot of people are going back with tears and they're just splashing the Horus cards. Yeah. So I feel like Horus is going to be definitely the engine that's going to be sought out for this course. Like, everybody wants to get mm -hmm. that card. And surprisingly, when I saw some of the early um, pre sales from Gamer's Choice, I'm surprised for the prices. That was actually competitively affordable in okay. a sense like usually the spell card king sarcophagus either a one or two off three offs is it's because you're going full force horus yeah um it's, but, it's not an engine it's gonna be like your whole deck is gonna be horse yeah that's a three off yeah but if it's gonna be a splashable engine it's like one or two off is fine and then you got the free 
the free searcher, the, the rota itself, and then yeah. one of the other extras, you know? Mm-hmm. You're not playing the whole thing. Um, Yeah, that spell itself is like 10 bucks on pre-sale. I was just surprised because it's like, well, I mean, I know it's an ultra rare, so obviously price difference might, might fluctuate later on when it's released, but yeah. still, it's 12, 10 bucks. The searcher, the main, the main horse car is like thirty dollars on presale, and it's already sold out. Now, of course, why wouldn't it be sold out? That's it's like the, cheap. Yeah, it's pretty cheap because in my head, I was like, "Damn, the horse itself is gonna be fifty each, like it's something ridiculous." And I'm looking at it, it's like, "Damn, it's actually pretty cheap. This is actually a good, good thing for yeah, us yeah. because if we're planning to play um, Centurion Horus in the next format when we get all the cards, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah." I think like Diabella Star, that chick, the the fire, that's another one that everybody wants to have. Like secret, that, yeah. Yeah, that's secret. That's the one that searches you Jet Synchron and and uh, Kurikara and, yeah. and you can splash it because you can just easily special summon it. You just send a card from your hand, mm-hmm. special summon it. Like that's already that card alone was 25 bucks, but the spell itself is like $60. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Whoever's playing that deck, that snake eyes deck. They'll be spending. I feel that they'll be spending more money on Snake Eyes than they do on Horus. On Horus, yeah. But what do you think about that? Um, you know the prices are going to be insane. I, I agree with you. Um, I, I wish capitalized on some of the gamer mm-hmm. gamer choice. I think I'm <laughs> screwed trying to buy boxes. Um, <laughs> although I did see some of a lot of the horse cars are quarter century, and so is the the Dia Bell. Yeah. So I think it's gonna be really cool. Um. And then you can't forget SP Little Knight and the um the wannabe Zeus the the anti Zeus I call Typhoon that the anti Zeus I got it for twenty bucks I feel like that's actually a, not a bad price to get it it's an ultra rare and SP Jesus I I thought I thought of getting SP she's like yeah this is a good car eighty dollars eighty dollars I was like damn you know what I'll get it when I get it you know it's like I'm not. I'm not in a rush. Either. I want the horse more you know, than horse, yeah. Because I want to play the Centurion like you. Like mm-hmm. when the next deck building set comes back, it's coming out never in November. I want to play the Centurion, and that deck facilitates by just adding on Horus in it. So yeah, and obviously Horus is gonna be the most sought out engine in the entire course set. Like unless people want to get first the Diabella Star card mm-hmm. because it's another special. I feel like this corset itself is going to be the best one in terms of like getting a lot of staples and a lot of engine cards over to any deck that you want to play. Yeah. No matter what. Because I heard that it's going to make Rescue Ace even better now because of Diabella Star. Yeah. Jesus. And, and don't forget, um, later on, we get Bonfire. So it's going to make everything more broken. Bro, Rescue Ace. <laughs> What else? The Centurions because they have the one of the one of the combo starters is a pyro. So yeah, volcanic people, salad. Oh no, not salads because they're cypress. Um, volcanic people. Yeah. This is a good set. I think looking back, like do you feel Dune, like Dune? Dune was bad. No, Dune was the worst. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Other than like that one pearly card. And then that that even tanked too because I think on pre-release it was twenty dollars and then yeah. I bought it at twenty. Yeah, now it's like four dollars, three to four dollars. Okay, cool. And and again, Pearly is the meta, you know, top deck, and the one of its main cards is four dollars. And you think, uh, out of out of the four core sets, we have Photon Hypernova, best one. Okay, I, you don't have to go through your list. I'm sorry, you don't have to. Cyber Cyber Storm Axis. What was in there? Medanium, Med- 
Manadium. Yeah. I mean, people bought it, but I bought it. Vicious Astro. I mean, Vicious Astro lot. It's just broken. It's like banished from the graveyard, special summon, and then pop a card. Yeah, but that's only if you're playing Visa Starfox. Yeah, There's nothing too generic. Uh, Dune obviously bad, and then now Discord set. Discord set's like really good. I think it's better than Photon. You say? The Photon was only hype because of, of Castira. Castira. Okay. And then they killed it because right because I mean the generic cards in for Castira came out in mm-hmm. in Darkwing Blast, right? Yeah. So like the friend years, the unicorns that you want to run and splash in any deck that came out last year. Mm. So, and then we got reprinted. So I, I think Photon Hypernova was really good. For Kashira, that was a meta changer, but not like a right. generic, like that changed a format, but not like the meta, right? Because the anti Zeus, every deck's gonna run in. Like 100%. if you're running, if you're running two Zeus, you might take one out. One Zeus and then put the empty. Yeah. Yeah. Um SP Little Knight, there's way better than Donner. It is better. I don't know if I'm gonna run it right away. I feel like I I could get my money either on Donner or or the Sky Striker Ice. The, the Azalea? Le- yeah, Azalea. It, for now. For now. Mm-hmm. Whenever I get SP, okay, obviously I'll replace it. But in the yeah. meantime, I think with Donner or the Azalea, I can get away with the debts because, bro, $80 for that deck is like, this is IP masquerading out all over again. Yeah. That, 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 that card is broken as it is. But it, when it, I remember when it was released on Chaos Impact, it was just like too, too expensive. Like, come on. But yeah, um, I mean, other than Thrust that came out in Photon Hypernova, like what else was there that was meta change? I'm trying to think. I can't look at it. Like, let, let us know in the comments down below for all you Yu-Gi-Oh enthusiasts. Like, let us know what what your f- opinions about the corsets and which one's the best one and what what was the chase cards on each corset. Um, yeah. Other, I w- other than Starlight, like obviously the, Starlight's are always Yeah, chase but cards, I mean, like, but- chase cards as of like, what was the sort of cards or the sort of engines that everybody wanted? Like in obviously in Portal and Hypernova, everybody wanted a Rice Heart mm-hmm. and uh, and Frost. Yeah. In Cyberstorm Axis, I feel like everybody wanted the Manadian cards. I'm pretty sure there's another card that we're forgetting. It's gonna come out later, but everybody wanted that card. And Duelist Nexus, the sort of it was just ref synchron because everything else was just like whatever. And then in this one itself, there's so many cards like. You have the Diabella stars. You got the Horus engines. You got, um, bro, even the Testina. People, I'm maybe I'm coping. Maybe I'm <laughs> I'm full of myself. But I feel like this second wave of Testina is make the deck much more competitive. Bruh. It's basically a book of moon, a book of eclipse. <laughs> steal your cards and just lo- like take away your board. Just break your board apart. It's an anti as a well established anti meta. Maybe I'm coping. Maybe I am. But Emotional I feel like, yo, I'm, as I'm reading these cards, I'm like, these cards are freaking broken. Like, how, why is it nobody like, wow about it? It's like, is it me? I haven't read them, so I'm not going to give an opinion. I don't, I don't want to say uh, anything and then I get blamed. Um, I don't know. I haven't read them. Um, and, then, and then all of a sudden, the Canon Gen became yeah. like the most popular common cards. It's like, oh my God, these broken. It's like, are they? I don't even know what they do. Based on what you told me and what I was told yesterday, it was uh, is a draw two and discard one. Type. Yeah, basically that's what yeah, that's the combo. Yeah, and I and I it, it, today this morning I swear to God today this morning I saw in the Facebook group chats there's already somebody playing that engine on Unchained and they and I saw their board and I saw their combo and I'm like oh my God Jesus it is broken it is broken <laughs> like two common cards who who would have thought yeah. 
I mean, but that's good because now, like, if you open a one pack and you pull them, yeah, I got them. <laughs> you got something playable. Yeah, money. exactly. Like, how many comments do you play in your deck? Like that, not reprint. You know, like they're, okay, so that they're not reprinted. Yeah, yeah no, it's, exactly. Yeah, you're right. The comments are like I think the last time I played like a common was land flipping from wow, and that was just to deck out people in Cash Tira. Wow, it was just like oh, Golden Castle land flipping. Let's go, but probably the the Cobalt. The level seven dragon that I play on because I had the rep package is basically pop a card in the field. Mm-hmm. And if it leaves, then pop and then resurrect something. It was it was a broken card, but it was a common. So I played. Yeah. There are not that many commons. Yeah. I think oh cashier ogre. You you could splash that. You yeah, yeah. yeah because that because I've seen people playing one ogre and it's already good enough as it is. So yeah, yeah, you can make the argument. Okay. I, you know, Ogre, I look at the top five of your deck and banish one face down. Like, I get to control what you draw, right? Because it's like, oh, I get to see your top five. That's eat. true. I'm going to let you either That's draw true. the top one or I'm going to banish it and let you draw the second one. Or if I see a combo piece or a one-up that I know is going to ruin you, oh, I'll just banish that. That is true. So I think like, you could splash Ogre instead of uh, Fenrir if you couldn't afford it. It's right. still going to I mean, if you like, even Ogre as a comment, it's still splashable because, bro, you just, it's a free special summon. Free level seven. Get a tuner going to Baron. Exactly. Like, you don't, <laughs> like, if, okay, guys, if you can't afford to get a Femrir or a, what's the other? Unicorn? Unicorn. That's fine. Get an Ogre. Splash it. Level free tuner. Baron. There yeah. you go. And you can still activate the track, the, the effect if you have the trap card, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So this set itself is gonna be great. Uh, it's it's a good way to finish the year. I'm looking forward to the next corsets in the next year. Yeah. So far, the next corset, the Phantom Darkness, I'm not really like too ah about it. I haven't seen anything that makes me wanna. Oh yeah. yeah. I, oh yeah. I'm the opposite. I saw the U ball stuff. That's very nostalgic. Like Yu Gi Oh GX. Uh, GS was GS was. I feel like this is controversial. Everybody's entitled to their fucking opinions. All right. So don't flame me. I felt Yu-Gi-Oh! GS was better than Dual Monsters. Oh, I agree. Because <laughs> if you look at Dual Monsters, the the first the first show of Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, five episodes is like one duel or something like that. Yeah. And then you and GS, one episode is one duel. So you can finish it right quick. It's like, yeah. okay, I like this fast pace. Instead of like five episodes of going everybody's flashbacks and then yeah. thinking out inside their minds what they're planning to do and then all of a sudden do the game. Don't get me wrong. I have fun watching the the, the series. It was dope. And I like the, how it ended. But, oh, like, just finish the goddamn movie. You're not Dragon Ball C. You don't have to take a five, an entire arc. You're not One Piece that you have to take the entire arc. <laughs> to do one duel. To do one duel. To get to the end of the line. Like, Jesus. I'm, I remember. I, get, I still get, like, PTSD every time I go with One Piece and see the Marine Ford arc. Mm-hmm. Bro, if you count, it's like a good 10 episodes for Luffy to get to the other side and rescue Ace. 10 episodes and him still running while running. a lot of things are happening at the same time until he finally gets to rescue it. Oh my god. That's me. I, I I get frustrated when things are a little bit too slow and you know you gotta speed up the process. That's just me. Everybody's subjective. Flame me on the comments down below. Let me know what you guys think about it. But that's my thoughts. Um, yeah, I don't know about Phantom Darkness. I still have to wait. What else are they gonna send us? I already see that there's already like a reap, like not reaper, like a uh, memento support. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people really care much about memento. So if I see that there's a memento support, 100% they have to slap a uh, centurion support. They have to. Yeah. If not in that corset, then in probably in the next corset. 
Yeah, I, I don't think it's meta changer, but like I want the U ball stuff. Yeah, that's I want the U ball. That's fine. Um, yeah, that that's our thoughts about Age of Overload. Let us know in the comments down below what you guys think about this next course. That you think it's gonna shape the format in a certain way. What are your thoughts? Um, let us know. Um, do you want to talk about like how we did yesterday? Oh the locals? yeah, yeah. Let's oh let's br let's briefly talk about. Yeah. It. We can move on to the next topic. Yeah. So, <laughs> Jesus, I, I get to the locals. I see him. We're talking, and I'm telling him how to like beat Pearly. I'm running Pearly now. I got. And I'm running Unchained. Yes, so, I'm a meta sheep. Whatever. Deal with yeah, it, guys. Yeah, both, both meta sheep. Who guesses? I'm having fun, all right? Leave me alone. And uh, for Pearly, I've been practicing online. Not on Master Same. Evil because I know it came on Master as EDO Pro. Yeah. Testing hands or just like playing online against random people. And then right. um, like pairing them around one pairings, Rafa and Mike. And we're yeah, like, okay, we're like ah, great. Yeah. And, and we were cocky thinking we were going to be like last team. Like, <laughs> like, you know, that that was my thought process. I thought that when we were when we were playing yesterday, I thought it was like, it's going to be me and Mike at the last round. Like, last we're going to table we're, one. Yeah, we're going to be table one for sure. That That's the whole time because I felt like who were like, we know our buddies over there in, in the in Macart. But I, by the way, shout out to you, Travis and Macart's shop. You know, that's where we go every Saturday for tournaments. You guys yeah. should check that out. Um, yeah, like the whole time I was, I was like, oh yeah, you're here. I'm here. We're going to talk for sure. We're going to be like the last people. We're going to be the ones that are going to be at the end of the first table and whatnot. We were literally the first people to do in the first round. And I said to myself, like, no, I didn't want this. Not because I don't want to play against him. Yeah. Because, because that's another thing. We never play against each other. Never. It's usually yeah. during outside of tournaments that we fun yeah. play each other, but never in, in the competitive edition. The it, last time was... Cashier, when you were playing cashier punk, yeah, that was the last time. That was like February, March. Yeah, that yeah. was before uh, before you we got the new support. Yeah, before, yeah, or no, yeah, before new support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the last time. But it, like I said, it's not like that. Do you want to go against him because I have anything against him? No, it's because I wanted to see him at the last round and and be him, me, and be like, all right, who's gonna get the top? Yeah. Who's gonna be the one? Nah, we we went in the first round and <laughs> you want to. I think I, I won the dice roll. You won the dice roll. I still am surprised how I beat you in that first game. Even you went first. Because I still didn't know. Like, I can't believe I won. Like, how did I won on this? I thought I was done. You already had nowhere out. I was like, okay, then I, let me bait you out. Let me do something. Yeah. Because I can't do anything to to remove it. And I, and I remember I didn't have my kaiju sighted in. So I was like, okay, I don't know how to, how to out this guy. I, I had... In my head, I, the whole time, I was like, okay, I need to spend like four monsters on the field so I can do Underworld Goddess on you. Yeah. That's like the only route I was going. But I didn't realize that when I activate Dark Hole. Yes, Dark Hole in 2023. <laughs> I know, obviously, I love that. You know, first. Free off. L and and I have a one off in the deck. LOB. <laughs> Legend of Blue Eyes. That's crazy. Dark hole, and I remove it because you didn't have five, five you know materials. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, sure. I'll, I guess I'll go off. But, and I, and I was so cocky. I was so cocky. And I said, and I said to you, you sure you don't want to scoop? All right, I'm going to beat you in this turn. And as soon as I was playing around, I was like, ah, oh, shit, I don't have enough. <laughs> then I fucked up. Oh, and I fucked up because I, I used cross <laughs> to banish one of the DDD extra decks. Yeah. Well, you cross, so. Automatically, you can't win because you're doing half damage. No, yeah, you're right. I, 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 the way I was going by is that I don't care if I was going to have damage. I just needed a board to establish, and once I oh, have that, that, that's true too. Yeah. Once I have that board established, then you know, like 
next turn you'll try something I I'll interrupt with you because that's that's my that's the deck. It's all about interruptions and popping cards all around and and once you got the the DDD card out to negate any of your special summons, that's all I need. Just negate your special summoning. But again, I was cocky. <laughs> I lost the dark. I mean, you won. Yeah, I won out of fair cockiness, and I have no idea I was gonna go that far. Yeah, I didn't. I, in my head, I was literally sweating in my brain. I was trying to figure out how how can I out this. I mean, dark hole. <laughs> you got you got the out. I again, I wasn't thinking. And then game two, what was it? Like, I, I opened five hand traps. Oh yeah, I opened. Yeah, that wasn't fair for you. That 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 day, God game two wasn't fair for you. Yeah, I agree. I didn't get one name, like one starter. It was like two. And I, and I think I let you pass turn so you can play, right? No, because I passed turn, and then you did the un, uh the tour guide. Oh, and, and you Valor me, yeah. And then fuck. next turn you didn't have anything, so then next turn I took took it with um Amina. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you, you impermed it. You imperm my pearly. Yeah, so I, I remember. Like, so I was like, oh. Yeah. Amina. <laughs> take it. Great, then, great job, idiot. And then you put it in. <laughs> That's the, twice like, that I did that exactly with yeah. you. Twice that I do that. Oh, my you put God. put it in the, in the links, like under the links. So I was like, okay, I'll take your tour guide. And then normal summon tour guide next turn. And then I affect Valor it again. Yeah. And then you, you did something. Then you And then I ashed. And then you're like. Don't matter. I got another card. And then you went full combo. Yeah. Yeah. But like the second, like you negated my one pearly that could have that could have that caught me like my friend pearly. He's like, that's yeah. it. Like all I can do is just use hand traps to slow you down. But unless I pull another name, I couldn't want. Yeah. We to be fair, like we, I feel like we're great at playing non-meta decks. Like we're like I'm super great playing punk, like at emancipators and. And Vanquish Soul, like I'm super great. And I know you're great at playing heroes and S4s and, and the cashiers, even though cashier was meta, but you were playing it way before it became a thing. Yeah. When we play these meta that's because I, I thought we were playing it because it's easy to pilot. Like, all right, let's just win a little top so we can get store credit and whatnot. Let me tell you guys, we played the best meta decks, yet we sucked at it. Yeah. But that was that was our first time. <laughs> give me give me a couple more tournaments. I'll be I'll, All right. I'll be top. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I mean the other the other time the other players that I went against. Um, what was your friend's uh, uh, what was your friend's name? I keep forgetting him. Um, the, the flow player. Yeah, yeah Lulu. Lulu. Yeah. Yo, uh, shout out to him, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> every time every time I go against him, something bad goes with me. It always it never fails. The, I remember when he was playing Exorcister and he was first piloting it. And I was like, I got this, bro. Like, I know how to play Exorcist. I know it's out. And I was playing Vanquish Soul. I was so confident about it. The two games that I played against him bricked. And I was just stalling <laughs> for game. Yeah. I was just stalling for game. And he could not believe that he beat me after five turns on each game because all he had to do is just attack the rig, attack the rig, attack the rig. Even else. though there were like 800 light, light points that he was taking me out. I was still swing, swing, swing all the time. And the second time I played with him with Florent Doris, which in a sense is a bad matchup against Unchains because Unchains relies most of the time to for the opponent to special summon. Mm -hmm. What good does that do to me when all his monsters is just normal summon, normal tribute summon. summon, normal summon, tribute summon? It wasn't until game two that we went that I sighted in Zombie World. And stopped him completely. 
Like if I didn't have Zombie World, I no, I would have never beat him. Thank God I I I and I had that itch feeling. I had that itch feeling. You should have Zombie World. Just just have the Banshee, have the Metaverse, and have Zombie World. Just just have it. And thank fucking God that I just drew the Metaverse. And on his next turn, when he start when he just draw draw face anything, no Metaverse Zombie World. Yeah, you can't tribute. <laughs> you can't normals. You can't normal additional more normals. Yeah, because you you're all zombies. Yeah. It has to be like winged beasts. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Stopping. And then my third game, that was my boy Kenneth, bro. Like, uh, he went full anti-meta. Runic with, with there can only be one, goes and match, and Messenger of the Peace. Who the hell plays Messenger of the Peace in this day and age? How did, how can I out goes and match and Tikaboo and Messenger of the Peace with having him full hand Runics? Yeah. No, I won. I won second. The second game I won because I went full combo, mm -hmm. and there was nothing that he could have done. But the first game and the last game, oh my god, he won because well, he outdid me. And all the outs that I have for his deck, you didn't draw them. Either I draw him or he banished them because of Runic. Runic. Yeah. And then the last one was was with Alex, um, Menadium. Again, I know I played with Alex a couple of times. Shout out to you, Alex. Um. Uh, the first game I don't know how he beat me, man. I, I because I went full combo. He beat me. He he managed to, to outdid me. Oh, because he enemy controller me. And again, who the hell plays enemy controller? I mean, but that's a combo, right? You play thrust. I'm not thrust. Um, tactics. Because you use tactics to steal and then enemy controller to tribute what you just stole with tactics to steal another. So that's and that was, it, is, it is a combo. He enemy controller me because I was gonna go like, oh, oh, you have Fenrir. That's so sweet of you. Target unchain, pop this unchain and pop your car. No, enemy controller, quick effect. Tribute and then take control of your DDDD. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> and then game two, I bricked. So it was like, there was no way. Brick cities. I think, I think for me, my issue was I was interrupting my opponents, but mm -hmm. I just couldn't see like a win con. Mm. I, I didn't see a win condition because it's like, um, I had like the noir, yeah, and then like I attacked. I do like eleven k, um, eleven hundred, and I'm like, oh Zeus, and then the guy was like, card to uh, return to extra deck, and I'm like, right. I'm like, well, eight material Zeus is not gonna win. <laughs> like now that I returned to the extra deck, um. So I was gonna like slowing down my opponents, but I right. didn't see like a win condition. That's why I like Kashira because like even with just like Fenrir, I can win. Yeah, there's with there's Fenrir. ways to win with even yeah. with just one Fenrir or even the unicorn itself. Like you can yeah. actually go with Kashira. You have the options. Yeah, to do damage, but with Pearly's like I couldn't. I couldn't do the OTKs because like uh, you need the delicious memory and that's limited to one. Oh, so it's like you have to pray you get it yeah. off the my friend Pearly. Yeah, because it's random. And it's like, I never got it. So I couldn't like do the happy combo to like mm -hmm. keep attacking a billion times. So OTK is like, in Master Duo, it's easy to OTK. Yeah, like, absolutely. I, yeah, but here it's like, I couldn't get it. If I can't get it, I... And some one beat stick that the guy returned back to deck. So it's right. like, okay, cool. Um, But yeah, no. So we were we were joking yesterday saying like the best... What is it? The best... Uh, the best... Anxious bank flick. Bankers Soul player, <laughs> the worst Unchained, and like the best cashier player, the worst Pearly player. Yeah, that's the part I didn't understand. <laughs> like, what? And and, bank and and again, we're playing meta that's sure, 
but they're easy to pilot. It's supposed to be easy to pilot. And we've been doing it. It's easy to pilot. No break. Not, not a single break for us. Yeah. It, it, it was at that moment, it's like, if I had Vanquish, so I would have whooped everybody's ass. Emotional. Damn. Damn it. For me, it's like, I, I was wearing Kashira and, you know, a Rizar got banned, but there have been times at MacArthur, even like the regionals, where like I would win. And not summon a rice because you have told me. me that they have stopped. Like I've been always prevented. You from have summoning. told me that that you've that you've that you play better without summoning a rice and just have it a full cashier board because yeah. you can do so many interactions. Sometimes having just the uh, the three beat sticks on field and mm -hmm. it's like oh Fenrir banish unicorn banish and then ogre banish. And it's like I took your your and scareclaw to protect your your cashiers. Yeah, and it's just like I think just having those four beat sticks is hard. To come over and then because it's like three interruptions. Yeah. And now that no one's gonna extra deck two copies of, it might, you know, I could just go back to it. Just go for the jank. Why not? Yeah. Just go for it. Cause they didn't hit anything other than a rice heart. No. And like I said, I've that, again that was the shittiest ban list. Sorry to say that, but it, it's yeah. the worst ban list ever. Just ban one card, a rice heart, because that's the problem. Yeah, get get all that cope, Konami. There were other problems, but sure, but rice heart is that one. I thought that we're gonna ban Fairmere. That was my biggest concern. They're like, oh shit, there goes our Fairmere. Because they, they have that bad tracking record. It's yeah. like selling the reprint of of a card and then weeks later ban it. Ban it, yeah. Because they already got their money. But you know, it is what it is. Um, we'll see what happens this week when we play, if we play, and we'll see what the rest of it until we get the Centurion cards. So, coming up in November. For now, yeah, sure. I'm just going to pilot Unchained for the time being. Mm -hmm. There's probably a few cards I'll change. Like, I'll add the Ken and Gang cards that are coming in this new set. Definitely going to get the anti Sus meta and then definitely going to get Horus, but not going to splash it on Unchained. I'm just going to hold it up for Centurion. And then put all my money on Centurion and just play for the next couple of formats. See, I, until they, you even Centurion can play even after if they ban Hot Calamity, right? Like you can, they can yeah. still play. Yeah, I mean, Hot Calamity is like an instant win con, right? It's not a bad deck if it gets banned. Like, okay, you can. Yeah, once you have Crimson Dragon, you can summon other stuff. Yeah, that yeah, that was my that was my concern. Is like, huh? Like, does does the deck? Dies if you ban Hakalami. I don't think it does because it, you can still. There's so many. They're not that many, but there's quite a few level twelves. Like you got the yeah. Cosmic uh, Flare mm -hmm. Dragon, uh, Lulu Wallif that does yeah. something. Yeah, I mean you can still play around. I'm looking forward to it, man. Honestly. Yeah. Let us know in the comments down below what you guys are fought with um, the Nets Corset and the Nets Tech Villain said. What do you guys think about it? Um, Let's move on to the uh, uh, the final um, topics that we got to talk about before we end, wrap this up nice and neatly. Um, mm -hmm. The last topic, no, final two, your thoughts about Pokemon DLC, the hidden treasures of Area Zero, the Teal Mask. You haven't played it, right? I haven't played it. I, I bought the DLC just to get the with Zorak yeah. thing. And um, I haven't installed, just haven't gone to it yet. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think just like just hearing what you said, what other people have said, I think like, it was sixty bucks for DLC. Yeah, so, so because like, because you get two, you get the two DLCs. Yeah, um, but it's like thirty bucks for just a small area for one hour of gameplay. Like that's that's a lot, right? Because thirty bucks is yeah committing to half a game. And and like I said in the previous episode on Pilot Zero, I uh, I should have waited until the part two. Honestly, like I I enjoy it because I'll enjoy anything that Pokemon releases, but mm -hmm. still, I feel like. If I like I told you, if I hadn't grind, like grind 
for hours to looking for Pokemon so I can catch them and catch that one specific Isuin um Ursaluna with the Blood Moon and whatnot. If I haven't grind all the way so I can catch that Pokemon, less than an hour I would have been in the main story. Like yeah. and then I would have caught the 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 free the free Pokemons, the Okidokis and Mundug Odoki and whatnot. And uh, the teal Pokemon, um, I forgot what it, what it was. I just recently played it, but yeah, it was just, it was just so easy. It was so easy for me because, and that's with having a new a new roster on my team. Mm-hmm. That's by having a new roster because I just say like, oh, let me catch some Pokemon. Oh my god, a level sixty Lustre? Yeah, let me switch it up with whatever I got here. Oh my god, you can get King Gabbit here, very rare to get it. All right, let me switch it up. Oh my god, you can get this one and this one. Yeah. And then you got a new team, and I and I I liked it, and even 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 you have the the Hisuian Arcanine. So you if, but that part I didn't understand the Hisuian Arcanine. They give you as a Hisuian Growlithe, but yeah. they give it to you in the lowest level at level ten, and you're like, wait, you're giving me a level ten Pokemon on an area that's full of level fifties and sixties and seventies. Nani? <laughs> that's what I did. I just yeah. like XP share and. And put all the rare candies into it. Like, it made no sense to me. But I was like, damn, I can't believe I'm wasting all this much. And I feel like that's my biggest concern when the next DLC comes out in this winter. When you get all the starters, you know, that you get mm-hmm. Tricos, the Charmanders, and the and the Frokies, and all the stuff for all the generants. My biggest concern is like, oh, damn, that means I have to save up all my uh, candies and the... And the tier uh, rates and whatnot, so I can level these guys up. Like, damn. yeah. But I mean, that's what that's how they're trying you to keep playing the game is grind out very candy. <laughs> yeah, my I think like my fear, like I told you, like I I bought the game like DLC twice, so I can play it in Scarlet and Violet. I played it in Scarlet. It was if I get like I said, if I didn't grind, it would have been an hour. I grinded. It was like a few hours. Mm-hmm. Good. So I'm Violet. I'm not gonna play. It. I'll wait until the part two comes. So at least I have a good three hours to enjoy for myself, you know? Yeah. Um, the story-wise, doesn't add much to it. It's just, you know, okay, a, a, a new story tale. But they, I don't know if this is spoiler alert for everybody who hasn't played it, but do you want to spoil this a little bit? They did make reference of Unova. So if people don't know I haven't played Pokemon before on previous gens. Most of the time when you're playing a Pokemon game, then you somehow reference an old um, region or an upcoming region. That means a new Pokemon game is coming up next year that's related to that region. So the fact yeah. that they announced uh, Unova, that means we're having a remake of Black and White or a sequel of Black and White. Like Black and White Part 3. Something. So... Maybe who knows? Maybe we're gonna get the final version of the real dragon. You know, the yeah. combination of Sekron, Reshiram, and Skiruman into one dragon. Who knows? We might actually get it. But yeah, if that means if they references, that means that it's coming up it's next com- year. Yeah. yeah. So that spoiler alert, guys. Or like, or like a legends instead of like legends. Oh. Legends. Yeah, I've heard rumors of that one too. I've heard rumors of legends Kyurem. Mm-hmm. Or and Legends of Celebi. Celebi, yeah. Yeah. So, and if they reference Johto, I would I would agree with Celebi. And I will I think I will enjoy Johto again. And if they do the if they do Johto, if they do like Legend Celebi, they're gonna one hundred percent do a remake of Golden Silver. Yeah. One hundred percent. 
because that's how they did it with uh with with Pearl and Diamond. They yeah. did Legend Ar um, Arceus with the region was Hisuian, and it was like um what was the current one from Black from Pearl and Diamond? It was another name, I forgot. Wait, what do you mean? The region. Do you remember the region where Diamond and Pearl oh, is? Oh, Sino, Sino, Sino. Yeah, Sino. yeah the Sino region. The Sino region. So it was Hisui, and then it became Sino. Yeah, and you see the reference. If they do in a Legend Celebi, one hundred percent they're gonna they're gonna announce like, oh, here's the remake of, or here's like another version of yeah. Golden Silver, which to me it's my favorite one because that's the one that you play two different two, regions, yeah. and and it's everyone's favorite, one hundred percent. Everybody loves Golden Silver a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and if they and yeah, if they do like Legends Curran, then yeah, you know as a one hundred percent guarantee. Yeah, and. For sure, 2025 new gen. There's gonna be a new gen for new sure. Gen, yeah. and like if you see the the trajectory of how they're releasing certain Pokemon or certain generations of of the game, you can see that oh, we more or less can expect what's coming next. But yeah, that's my thoughts on the DLC, man. I, I, I need to play it so when I get a chance. There's yeah, a guys. lot of things I need to catch up on. Some shows we can discuss them here. Oh soon. yeah, there's a quite a few shows that we need to discuss, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let us know in the comments down below what you guys think about Pokemon DLC and what do you guys think about the future of Pokemon? You think what's coming up next is Unova? You think it's another sequel? You think it's a remake? Or you think it's another Legends type? Let us know in the comments down below. Um, the last topic before we wrap this up, my man, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Free. We. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'm I bought Modern Warfare 2, I bought Modern Warfare 1. I haven't been like impressed. Um, mm. I think I, I get the games because my friends are really into COD, like since like Call of Duty 4. You know? Yeah, I yeah, say, like I, when, I, it, when Call of Duty 4 came out, I've been a, a COD fan since then. My first I, I played the games, but I haven't owned a COD until Black Ops 1. That's still a great. Yeah, a great game. Black um, Ops One is amazing. And then I got you know Black Ops One, then Marvel Three, but then um Marvel One Remake. I don't think I played a lot. And then, really? And then two. To be honest, I so this this is gonna be controversial. I love sure. Battle Royales. I don't like Warzone. Isn't the, almost the same thing? But I'm caught. What, what makes Warzone uh and any other Battle Royale different? So the one thing I hate and I argue with people all the time is I think loadouts. In a battle royale is is absolutely a trash system because a battle royale you're supposed to like get weapons, loot, and stuff. Yeah. And the fact that it's like if you just get enough money, you can call a loadout and get the <laughs> items you want. It's just microtransactions. Yeah. What? Not even well, like in the in-game currency when you kill people. Not like ah, okay, yeah. sure. It's not microtransactions. I'll give them that. Like that would be crazy. Like pay a dollar and you get your loadout <laughs> before every, every game before you jump out the plane. <laughs> EA much? Don't listen. Don't tell EA, bro. Emotional <laughs> yeah, Apex, don't cry. Oh my god. Um, Battlefront. But, Star Wars. <laughs> but but that's what I'm saying. It's like I don't I don't think it's like a a fair system, and it promotes a different mm. game style because a lot of people I play Warzone with would just snipe. So they just like they, uh. they get the one or two kills to get enough money, call the loadout. Get a sniper, and then all they do is just camp on top. Like they go on top mm. of the building. And so if you play with me, this is why I love Apex. Right. It's very aggressive. Like obviously some people don't play aggressive, but I like playing aggressively. Mm -hmm. Like, like in PUBG, jump, jump in Pachinki. If you like if you ever play PUBG, you know, let's yeah. go to I haven't played I haven't played any 
Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Okay. So, it'll, but I know I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you guys know Pachinki, he's like, let's go to Pachinki. I'll get a pistol and start killing people. Like I don't okay. care about Looney. I'm like, okay, I killed one, killed two. Take their two bullets that they found and stuff yeah. like that. It's very aggressive. And then for Apex, I think it was um, the term like third party in mm. a Battle Royale because like you'll have like two teams fighting and then you'll be right. like, Yo, let, let, let's go third party them. You know, fourth party, fifth party. It was so chaotic that I never felt like I was just like running around doing nothing. It was like, I'm going to see a team the second you hear a gunshot. It, it's live. Yeah. Like this is a real Battle Royale. I think playing with Warzone, at least the people I play with, they're very like, let's just, which is weird because when we play Apex, they're aggressive. But then we go to Warzone, it's like, we're just going on top of a building and snipe for 30 minutes and like no one walks by for 15 minutes. I'm just like, I'm just on my phone now. Just okay. not playing because like no one's going to walk through. And then, and then also like sniping is always part of Battle Royale. Don't get me wrong. Like there are times I've been in Apex where I'm just like trying to go to the next area. Boom, get sniped. I get it. <laughs> annoying. Get, but annoying. annoying. But it's part of the game. But I, right. think, I think COD very promotes that. Mm. And I'm like, I'm not playing Sniper Elite 4. I'm mm. playing. Oh, you know? okay. Now and I get, yes. Okay. It's like, yeah, PUBG, PUBG, like, was like, I guess my first, and like, I'll go back to Fortnite sometimes because Fortnite is like that too. Like, no one's really sniping. It's like, we're going to land in Tilted Towers. Oh, I think, I don't even know Tilted Towers is still part of the game, but, <laughs> but then you just, you land, you pick up a gun, you mm-hmm. shoot, you know, and you just go like area to area killing killing teams. And I think with Warzone, at least what I've experienced, it hasn't been like that. And it's very boring. So it's like, if I'm going to like put an hour into gaming, yeah, I actually want to do something. And I think with Warzone, it's like 30-minute match. Like, yeah, we'll make it to the final circle. But it's right. like my interaction, the whole game was like less than three minutes. And, and let me ask you, like in Warzone, mm-hmm. you got your weapons right away. It's not like Fortnite that you have to look for weapons. No, no. You, you look for weapons. Oh, okay. But I'm saying it's like once you like pick up, I think, a, a small amount of money. Yeah. You can call like a crate that drops. Yeah. And when it drops… You get to pick a loadout. Okay. So you don't have to go like if you're a sniper in, mm-hmm. in Apex or PUBG or whatever, you have to go find that sniper. Mm. Here it's like once I got enough kills or money, I, I mean I haven't played Warzone forever, but like once you call the loadout, yeah, you get it. You got your sniper, and I know at least for Warzone one, you could mm-hmm. have uh, overkill, which lets you carry two snipers. So I'm just like, Jesus, I got my my buddies carrying two snipers, like <laughs> or. Maybe I'm misremembering. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm misremembering if you carry two snipers, but I'm saying like they would literally just have a sniper. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, this is my first sniper. And it's like, but you didn't. I, get, I mean, you could argue you earned it because you got the, the loot crate to right. drop, but it's like you got a loadout. It's not like you went out and you go, oh my God, yes, I found my, you know, like L9 or Dragonov or whatever like sniper you want. It's like you just pick it. And to me, that was like it, it, not, not the game style. Because I, I think to me, like luck and chance is part of Battle Royale. Cause it's like I, I, cause again, it's like if I land somewhere, I only have a pistol, and you got like an AR, I can, right. I can still possibly beat you. Okay. But it's like, cause it's like, it, it came down to luck that I got a worse gun, but now it's gonna become like skill that like I can outgun you with a pistol. But if you consistently always get like a sniper, then it takes out like the luck part. Really, like the luck part is only part in like the first like two three minutes of the game. Once you get your loadout, you're just like. I'm, I'm, you're just playing Call of Duty. And and then if you get killed, do you get resurrected or you have to wait until the whole entire game ends and then you would? Like, you know um, how Fortnite… They, add, they added the resurrection. Yeah, um, they add the resurrection. But, you know, if you die, then you, you, you're you dead in that game. Like, you have to either wait until everybody's done and, re, and do a rematch or get out early and just play another game. 
you get resurrected. I think Fortnite they added that too because they, they copied Apex. Apex oh, let you resurrect, okay. and then Fortnite copied and call it like the yeah, because, bus or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because isn't that annoying? You get frustrated that you you get you die once, and you're like, "Fuck! I had to wait until the, my whole team dies or wins." Yeah, and you're the whole time spectating and waiting until the whole thing is over. Like, yeah. I I would get frustrated with that, man. Yeah, and I think Apex when it came out, like they realized that, like, yeah, people are probably annoyed that they're just right. sitting there for twenty minutes doing nothing, and you might as well have like a resurrection system. And then Fortnite was like against Apex at the time, then they just copied it. And I mean, I mean, again, it's 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 a good feature. Right. So it's good that they copy them. Right. Um. And I think with uh, Warzone, they just added that off the bat. So you, so in this upcoming Modern Warfare, like they're they're not adding much to it. Like it's just yeah. I think people are hyped up because they're bringing back the original like sixteen maps from yeah. Modern Warfare Two, like Rust. It's like Ooh, yeah, like you know everyone knows Rust. Yes. Um, but they had Rust in the Modern Warfare One remake. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like you you played it recently. It's not like you have it's been locked for like yeah, years like, and years. Yeah. Like you played it recently. I think Dome people were excited for in Modern Warfare Two. It came out this year because Dome has been locked in Modern Warfare um uh three, right? Mm-hmm. It's been locked since what 20, 2010 maybe. Yeah. So like yeah, people were excited for that. But it's like they're bringing back the sixteen maps, but it's like you're gonna be paying like. 70 bucks and you're just getting remastered stuff so i don't i don't really agree with that and then the zombies i thought the zombies was only for treyarch like any any game that treyarch does that's what gets like all the black ops every yeah. black ops is a, they have a zombie anything that's not catered to modern warfare storyline they don't have zombies they have like the whole competitor yeah. everything that's outside of modern warfare is zombies all the way so that was kind of interesting that yeah. they're putting it on modern warfare yeah, but if you saw the 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 trailer, yeah, it looked like it was just like um like almost like gears like like horde mode. Oh, like it, it's not like oh, it's, it's okay. not okay. So it, okay, damn, really? But it's weird because they're having the Treyarch. It, it's building off a of Cold War. Yeah, because uh, that's another Treyarch game. It's building off of from that. from Black Ops. Yeah, from by Black the way. Ops. Yeah. So they're building off of it story-wise, but it's mm-hmm. not like you're going to train zombies or blah, blah, blah. It's literally straight up like you're thrown in a field and zombies are coming from you every direction. And like, and in the trailer, they had the ray gun. So it's like, okay, so it's like, you know, people want yeah. zombies, but you gave them a whole different experience. So like, even if I, like, I love zombies. Um, I literally like sometimes we'll replay Easter eggs. Right. Uh, and it's just like, I that's not zombies to me. Like like you can add as many ray guns and wonder weapons as you want, but to me, I'm, I was not hyped for it. And I think a lot of YouTubers really were also like let down because they were like excited to have zombies again. It's like this is just horde mode. And don't get me wrong, I love Gears of War. Yeah, but no, like, Gears of War, amazing. But it's like amazing game. Gears, you go for horde mode, but yeah, Call of Duty Zombies is not. It's like, not the same. It's, not, thing. it's like, not an open field zombie mode, and they just gave us that. And it's like no one was really asking. I, I I don't know if I remember this, but did Microsoft bought Activision, or they haven't done the I, acquisition, or they're they're in that process to get that. In the that. process, I think it got approved in the U.S. Okay, because I think the FCC tried stopping them. Yeah, and they were like, "You guys were trolling because <laughs> PlayStation does worse practices than us, and we're not even the top competitor in the gaming industry." So, but, do you think that there's some influence as to why they put that stuff on um, Modern Warfare? Like you say, Gears of War is owned by Microsoft Studios, no, Epic I, Games. I I don't think so. I don't think anyone was demanding a horror mode. I think uh, whoever was doing their marketing or mm. research, like R and D, probably thought like this is what the um 
gamers want, which is sometimes not always true. And that's not yeah yeah the, that's that's shooting barrels in the in the in the blank like you're the blind man shooting. Yeah, absolutely. I think I don't think it was an influence. I I don't think they would influence Activision just yet. And again, it's like mm-hmm. if they want to make a horror mode, they have IPs to do horde mode. They don't really need Call of Duty to be a horde mode. Okay. I think people will happily just be like, oh. Throw me Marcus Phoenix and we'll do, you know, Horde yeah. mode, you know, Dom. But yeah, I think with the acquisition, though, I think it's being stopped or looked at by Europe. So it also has to be approved by Europe. So like, but once That's, they get it approved, right. they'll be able to fully acquisition it. But yeah, I don't think it's an influence. I just think someone thought this would be fun and hmm. no one really agrees with it. Yeah, when I saw when I I, I felt that it was way too early to release Modern Warfare Free. I thought we we're going to have it next year. Because mm-hmm. if you see, again, look at the track record of all the Call of Duty games. When they release from Modern Warfare, next year is another one like Black Ops or Cold War or something. Following year is Modern Warfare again and so on. So it was kind of weird that they released Modern Warfare 2 last year and then they're releasing the third one this year. It's like, couldn't you just like wait a little bit longer? I feel like I felt like it's being rushed. Am I excited? A little bit because I'm a Modern Warfare fan. Mm-hmm. I personally love the the remake of the Modern Warfare. I feel like it was a fresh new perspective, a fresh new story. So it's like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Last year's Modern Warfare 2, it was cool, but it was al- almost the same thing. And story-wise, it was like, eh. Um, I don't know how they're going to do it with this one. It's and I'm, I'm a campaign-driven person. Okay. Last time I played multiplayer was with Ghost, the most controversial Call of Duty game of all. Really? Nobody liked I I to my knowledge, nobody liked Ghost. Ghost. And I, to me, Ghost was my favorite. See, okay. Six, everybody can say otherwise, you guys, it's subject that is my freaking opinion. But I felt Ghost was pretty cool. Both campaign, multiplayer, and even the the alien hordes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how they got zombies? Yeah. Well, this one was more about aliens. I was like, dude, this is freaking amazing. I love this. Everybody says that, oh, it's trash. It's like copying Halo or it's copying this and that. I was like, for for me, I liked it so much that I bought it on the 360. Yeah. Sold it to get it on the Xbox One. And wow. all my friends did that. So we all bought it. Like we bought, bought it on 360, right. sold it to get it on the Xbox One once we got our Xbox Ones for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like, so I bought the game twice. I, I think the worst Call of Duty, Advanced Warfare. <laughs> I, I don't care. Is that, is that the one with the... With the with the actor Kick Harrington, the one from Jon Snow. Honestly, I I I don't remember. Oh, okay. I well, so the thing is, for me, I'm driven by multiplayer, so I yeah. can't, I can't tell you the campaign. I think the last campaign I did was Ghost, honestly. Yeah. Um, but for for multiplayer, it was mm. the one where they added, I think, lasers, and they added oh, like, ju- like most of the Call of Duty's have jumping. Yeah. But this one was just absolutely absurd. That like me and my friends played it for night the day it released, mm-hmm. and then never touched it again. And these were people that like again that I've been, been playing <laughs> Call of Duty since since um Modern Warfare, uh, Warfare, like Modern Call of Duty Four. Well, even yeah. before I think one of them started um. The do you first, remember? First Call of Duty. Yeah, or like Big Red one. Oh yeah, that was I think the yeah, second re- one. Yeah, yeah, that's the second yeah, one. Yeah, Call of Duty the Big Red one. Um. So they've been playing forever and like they didn't touch it again. Wow. Since the release like came out, we played it. Jesus. I, I think there was like a they had like a basketball mode. And it was like it was I like a I didn't was, know that. It was like a basket. Oh, because, oh, because I'm pretty sure it's because of the exoskeleton that they were just jumping left and right. Yeah. And then you can and then you can like 
yeah. throw the ball. So like, I didn't know that. So we tried, wow. we tried okay. playing that just for fun to be like, okay, well maybe like multi, like the normal you know team death match, yeah. you know domination demolition suck. Let's try the other game modes, and it's like, nah, it's not fun. I think they went back to I think Overwatch. Yeah, I never liked Overwatch. Um, I didn't, I didn't got into it honestly. And Anything then, that's battle royale and it's just multiplayer. I'm a campaign driven person. Those days of me screaming at someone over the headphones or when I are long gone, bro. <laughs> like to me, I'm already over it. Like again, guys, you're talking to somebody who was in the Modern Warfare 2 lobby. Like <laughs> you, you think that people saying the Wallace things right now is bad? Oh my God. Like, do you have any idea how many times I've heard somebody saying the R word and the N word? And- yeah. And even the F word, not 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 the fuck word. It's the gay slur yeah. word. Like that thing just flied off the window. Like yeah. it, it like it gets to a point. Like bro, I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna kill your, your entire family damn. because of this too stupid say. Like that, guys. I've heard that. It, it got to the point in which every time I go to a lobby, I have to mute mute everybody. <laughs> Because I didn't want to hear this. I just got out of college. I yeah. had a bad exam. I want to take my first stations. I don't want to hear somebody screaming at you. What, hey, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you do this? It's like, no, I don't want to hear that. I just want to have some fun for a bit. Even though I die like 28 times. Yeah. I think I think Xbox having party chat was good. Yeah. Because like I would just like... Because again, I always play with friends. So I, I never right. had to hear like the random people. Although like sometimes we did... I think for Search and Destroy, you... They would like kick you out of party chat. Oh, really? So you have to be in the search lobby hearing people. I remember that. Yeah, it was, it was cancerous, bro. Yeah. That- and then people were like doxing each other. Like, like oh, yes. bro, you, you live in Arizona? Oh, this is your address? I'm like, bro, like, it's just a game. Like, just ready up the next lobby. Like, prob- you- they probably done that a few times. Little did they realize I live in Puerto Rico. So it's like, yeah, what are you going to do? You're going to come and fly over here and do yeah. something? Like, good luck with that. Yeah. I mean, don't don't dox anyone, but like, no, please, but like, guys, like, we don't encourage that. Yeah. We don't. Please, do not do that. That's highly illegal. Legal, yeah, but I'm saying it's like, yeah, someone's like, oh, I know you live in like Florida, and it's like, are, are you flying here? Are yeah. you wasting five hundred, six hundred bucks to to fly, and, to st- fly yeah. and and pick a fight with me? I mean, just so you know, Florida is just stand your own ground. <laughs> just saying, I'm not promoting violence. Yeah. I'm not an advocate of violence. But if you come over to my home uninvited. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm putting it out there as a warning sign. Not that I'm advocating, not that I want it. I'm not, I don't want anywhere. It's drama free all around, guys. Mm. But guys, do not go to other people's or dots people's addresses. You know, yeah. you never know, like you're putting not only that person's life in danger, but you're putting their entire family, family that they yeah. have nothing to do with what they're doing and whatnot. Like, don't do that, guys. And it's like you say earlier, it's a video game, guys. Yeah. Unless you're playing competitively to win millions of dollars, like you're not gonna get anything further other than bragging rights. Like, come yeah. on, like chill out. Especially now that everything is like skill based matchmaking. It's like, yeah. If you're calling me trash, are you also trash? Because you're in the still <laughs> you're in the same skill level as me, bro. <laughs> like, no, bro. I'm in prestige. I'm in prestige one. Okay. Like, come on. What are you talking about? Like, you're the trash. I'm in prestige. If you think just because you're level one and I'm level one, no, I'm level one prestige. Prestige, master prestige. Sorry, but as you're still level one to me. I mean, you die the same amount as I did. I like, good, all right? Yeah, but overall, um, overall, I'm what not, are your thoughts of Modern Warfare, man? Modern Warfare 3. I mean, I'm not impressed. 
But again, if all my friends get it, I'm mm-hmm. gonna get to have fun, you know, like. But if it's coming down to me, like I'm the only one that's gonna buy it, nah, I don't think I'm gonna invest in it. But if I got a couple friends, it's like, yeah, because we're gonna be playing till like you know three right. a.m., four a.m., having fun. So I, I don't mind spending money in a game if like all my buddies are gonna play it. But like overall, it's like I don't think they're like we love zombies. Yeah, none of them were impressed by the zombies. Some of them were like hyped up for the maps, and I get it, right? Because it's like Rust right. and all the other maps. Um, so yeah, I, I see why they're happy, but to me, it's like I don't see anything. And then the, I like that they're like, oh, every, anything you buy Modern Warfare Two gets carried over to Modern Warfare Three. So it's mm. like that's, I guess, microtransaction friendly. Although microtransactions themselves are not friendly, but yeah, but it's like that's at least weird. it's like the skins okay. you bought sure. before or unlocked yeah. carry over. So I was like, I think that's a that's a good thing. That's a Good step. There yeah, because taking. that way you don't have to start all the way from zero. It's like, no, you already got all your stuff, your gears and whatnot. It's like, all right, now we just continue on where I left it off, only with new maps and new people yeah. and whatnot. Sure. That's fine. I think, I think again, I, I don't do R&D, so I can't say, but maybe they're realizing like a lot of people just want to get into the game and play. And yeah. maybe they don't want to grind. So it's like, yeah. I don't want to grind a, a gold camel every single year. That yeah, you know. No. And I think back in the day, people loved doing that. But I think now it's more like yeah, because it was a flex, you know. Yeah. Say like, ah, oh, I finally. I guess they looked at it as a more of an achievement. It's like, yes, how many hours I finally did it, you know. Now yeah. it's more it's easy, it's accessible, and and sometimes it's kind of like um kind of hard to get it. Mm-hmm. So people are like, man, bro, back in Bond Warfare Two, it wasn't this hard. All I gotta do is just do this, and even though it takes me a while, I still yeah. get it. Now it's I gotta do this, and then gotta do this, then fight this, like. Yeah, yeah, I can see how people get frustrated and they're just like, finally, I can just keep it. I don't have to grind as much. Grind. If there's something new, then all right, then I'll fight for it. And, and there are games where like the microtransaction camos are mm-hmm. better than the gold camo or diamond camo. Like, I think Black Ops 4 had some of the best microtransaction skins. Like, there was one I would always spam Yeah, on my guns. I was like, um, it was like an anime girl and it was like a moving camo, like a reaction right. camo. And so I thought I was like, I don't know. I love trolling people. So I always will like use like pink skins. Mm-hmm. Like even in Monofer 2, um, they had like a Valentine's Day bundle. Okay. That was like you like you get like this like I guess like gold rose or more pinkish like gun. Yeah. And the tracers are pink. And then when you kill people, it's like a heart thing. I I, I bought that and I just love killing people with that. So it's like I'm never gonna use the gold camo, to be honest. Like I got um rice shield, I think diamond. Right. And um and it's like, but there's other camels that look better than diamond. So it's like I think they realize like people are not grinding because it's not flex. Because back in the day, like having the golden like desert eagle, yeah, that was a flex. That was the best skin in the game. But now it's like microtransaction skins are better. And it's like if I'm gonna buy like waste money on a skin I just bought, right. I'm gonna put that over gold any day. So I think I think you're right. Like it's no longer a flex if you got gold or not, because it's like because anybody I, can uh, buy it. Yeah. It's just a one micro transaction away for them to do it. It's just like what, ten bucks? All right, here, ten bucks. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm not, I'm not really impressed. But mm-hmm. if my friends get it, I'll get it. Just to put in the hours to play. My, yeah. Overall, I'm like, I, like I said earlier, I'm a campaign driven person. I stopped playing multiplayer like a long time ago. I really don't care much about the multiplayer. It sucks that most of the time when I play these campaign driven games, it's only like six hours and you beat it. And I said I. I miss when Call of Duty uh, 4, Mount Warfare. I remember it took me eight hours. Obviously, people will speed run it. Fine, you can speed run it. Mm-hmm. It'll be less. But at least in those eight hours, 
it took me a while to finish it and I enjoy every moment of it. And they started to little die out after Black Ops 1. Because I remember Modern Warfare 3 was pretty short. I loved Black Ops 2 campaign. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, that was actually a well-put campaign. It was the one where um your choices changed it what matters. was happening. Yeah. yeah, it matters. So like you could play the campaign once and then play it again a completely different way, get a completely different ending, you know, see different characters. 100%. So I think like doing stuff like that is cool because it has like replayability. Yeah. So, but like you said, it's like you're gonna spend like now the games are seventy bucks. Like you're gonna spend seventy bucks on a six hour campaign. That's yeah. Not really worth as it. much as I want to be uh, excited for it because I'm just campaign driven about it, and I want to know how how this will finish the storyline for the Modern Warfare of the remake of it. Uh, I will not purchase it. I'm gonna do what I did last year. Like my cousin um had his GameFly account. Mm-hmm. So he just rented out um, Modern Warfare 2. And once he's done, he just he just borrowed it to me. And I just it, play it. I finished it. Gave it back to him. Didn't spend a dime. I'm just... So I'm just going to go with that route. If he wants to rent it out, then I'll wait so he can play it and I'll play it. If he doesn't, then that's fine. Then that's fine. I'll ask for him to like, hey, can you rent it out for me? And then I'll finish it up and then you can get it back so that way you can get your game that you want to rent out. I'm going to go that bro because I'm only getting it for the campaign. It's mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense for me to spend, like you say, $80 just so I can play the campaign that's like five hours or less to play for it. Like it makes no sense, especially if I'm not going to go with a multiplayer. If they would have done like they did with Ghosts that they have like the aliens mm-hmm. storyline, then yeah, I will purchase it because I, I like go- the Ghost alien uh, arc and whatnot. What but was it, it called? It was called Extinction, right? Yeah, Extinction. Extinction. Okay, I remember yeah. that. It was it, it was great. I loved it. I, I played all the way to the end. It was just, it was great. For me, it was great. Other, other people may say the uh, the complete opposite. It's subjective, guys. You guys let me know in the comments down below. Roast me if you want. I don't care. It was a great game. Um, Yeah, I'm not going to purchase it. And now, when this car, this game releases, now I'll I'll purchase Modern Warfare 2 because it's like, 20 bucks. 20 bucks, yeah. So it's like, all right, now I, because I have the first Modern Warfare, I collect all the Modern Warfares. Mm-hmm. So it made sense for me to purchase it now at 20. And I'm going to do with the same thing with this one. I'm going to wait until next year, 20, bang, got it. Because, yeah, I thought it was going to be good, but, you know, I, I, I'm a campaign driven, like you say, paying that much money doesn't make sense. Unless you're into multiplayer and, it, and if you really, really want to want to get it, then sure. But for now, We'll see how it goes, we're, but we're not we're not that enthusiastic to get it. I'm happy yeah. to get it just to play the campaign. Not happy that I have to like get it, get it right away. Mm-hmm. But yeah, dude, like those are our thoughts, man. You have anything else to say? No, thanks for having me. Uh, first time being on a podcast. I mean, I I do make YouTube content, but never like had like a sit down with someone and talk. So it was it was really interesting and really cool, and definitely willing to come back. Absolutely. And help you. Um, my Phoenix Yu-Gi-Oh man, he's gonna be our re- uh, recurring guest coming over to the show. Whenever he's available, he'll come over, swing by, and we can you know knock it out here, guys. Um, we'll have other guests coming in. It's gonna be ro- recurring rotation all around. You know, I just want I just want to have people to come over and just geek out and just because we just we just let it out. Our first episode yeah. was pretty long for for our pilot. We just geek ourselves out, man, yeah. and that's what it, that's what I want. That's what what everybody wants. Just to feel like part of part of it and just feel like yourself into it. Yeah. So I, I feel like definitely like we're very knowledgeable and there's more like I feel like there's passion. When we're yeah. Stuff, 
Because like sometimes you you listen to podcasts and like a lot of people are not like that passionate. Yeah, they're just doing stuff. it just because of it. Yeah, you know? and they're not really doing it because they love it. Mm-hmm. And if this episode tells you otherwise, as the pilot of it, it shows like how much we're both passionate of what we love, and that's what I want to bring over to the table for this podcast and for anybody who comes over to the show as well. You yeah. know, um. Guys, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you guys for tuning in. And don't forget to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes, guys. And please comment down below. Let us hear your thoughts, what you think about all the topics that we discussed about it. Um, Do you agree? Do you disagree? Just let us know. And please, uh, on the comments down below in the the description, I'm going to put his YouTube link. So guys, go ahead and follow him and give it a thumbs up (laughs) to all his videos. He's actually pretty dope. And... Yeah, guys, we're going to wrap this up right here, man. We're going to end it on a nice little note. Thank you, Mike, bro. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you on the next one here at Wolf, uh, a Wolf in Gates Clothing, guys. The podcast that's going to be changing the game. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go.